Okay. Well, I won't be doing any of that, but thank you so much. This exact scenario, except it's with my dad. I'll call him crying about how I have no money and he'll say things like, well, that fake tan looks like money. Oh, that manicure looks like money. I'm so tired of being stressed from being broke. I need to go get an $8 iced coffee. Now I'm a homeless person. I'm producer Valentina filling in for Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics, the first ever conservative pop culture daily show. Thumbs up and subscribe so I don't have to sacrifice a goat in the parking lot later. <laughs> I watched the new Selena Gomez documentary so you don't have to, and I have the full review. Congresswoman AOC is having meltdowns over the changes at Twitter while munching on chicken nuggets. Bad news for all the Gilmore Girl fans because Lauren Graham is the dumbest woman in Hollywood. I think Ina Garten's husband might be cheating on her. And my favorite, I'm answering questions submitted by you. I'm producer Valentina and this is Poplitics. So where's Alex? Selena Gomez's documentary about her mental health struggles just came out on Friday. I was seven years old when I got my first job. I got to just play and sing. Then I never stopped. How do I learn to breathe my own breath? My mind and me. Alex told me that I was required to sign up for an Apple TV subscription and watch it and report back to you guys about my review. I did watch it, and here's a summary of the biggest moment slash would I recommend it. First off, we get a very raw inside look into Selena's battle with bipolar disorder and lupus. That is a lot for one person to struggle with on top of the fact that Selena is famous and her job requires a lot of responsibility. Interviews, tours, everyone is constantly watching and judging you. I honestly thought that Selena's team and friend group was super toxic too. Like there were moments when Selena would be clearly saying that she doesn't want to live this type of lifestyle and it's affecting her mental health on top of the lupus battle. But her friends would just be like, no, you have to do this. God gave you this platform. You have a responsibility to help people with your platform. Hmm, I don't know what I think about that one, sis. Looks so bad and I'm just like, a big theme I noticed in this doc is how Selena wants to feel like she has a purpose in her life. Pretty relatable, right? But then she breaks down again and cries saying that she would give up fame and all that just to be a mom. Uh, ding, 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 there's your purpose in life, Selena. I just like wanted to be like a mom. If I told her cows, I just like wanted to like quit sometimes so I could just be happy and be normal like everybody else. And single women everywhere felt that. I felt that. This moment brought me to tears because it reminded me so much of Alex. If Selena could drop everything and fall off the grid to have a family and be a mom, she would. Sound familiar? But Selena's team and friends just seem like they're using her. Other big moments we saw, Selena references feeling like a product after a bad interview and then compares it to how she felt working for Disney. Spicy. She then breaks down about Justin Bieber stating that she doesn't want to be associated with anyone, Justin, and just wants to be known for who she is. She's constantly being connected to this one person in this past relationship when she's just trying to move forward with her life. Selena takes a trip to Kenya and that's where we really see her in her element. No phone, no social media, no paparazzi. She even mentions how it's the first time she slept with without having 
nightmares. After that trip, they had to go back to London and it all goes downhill from there with this shallow lifestyle really starting to seep back in. One of the most impactful parts for me while watching this was when Selena talks about her psychotic breakdown that landed her in a psychiatric hospital. She then documents her journey from then to now. She really did go into a dark place that she might not have come out from. It was a miracle that she survived. Moral of the story, ladies. How many celebrity docs and memoirs do we have to watch and read until we understand that fame and money does not bring happiness or fulfillment? Being a wife and mother does. Finding peace with who you are and how God designed you does. This documentary made me really sad. I don't know if Selena got her happy ending yet. I actually don't think a happy ending was the point. It was supposed to showcase that she is a real woman with real issues. Meanwhile, she's in a very fake world of fame. There were highs and lows, but overall, I just wanted to jump through the screen and hug Selena and tell her to stop doing all the things that she hates just because people are telling her to do it. At the end of the documentary, she started a mental health curriculum for young kids with the help of the Biden admin. And I love that. I highly recommend this documentary, but be prepared. It's definitely on the heavier side of things. Like Alex would love this. If you're hoping my mind and me means we're about to see a lot more from Selena, don't get your hopes up. She already told the Rolling Stone that she plans to disappear after she's done promoting the song and her new documentary. She said, this is probably the most you'll hear about me for a while. I want this to come out, but I also want this to be behind me. Every now and then it's important to just disappear. Now you see me. Nah, you don't. Congresswoman AOC has been on one lately. This girl literally thinks that Elon Musk is out to get her. She thinks he's trying to sabotage her on Twitter. So she posted a video eating chicken nuggets and crying about Elon Musk. I was at a community event in the Bronx in Co-op City. And when I get home, I see a text from my team saying, hey, let me know if you need any help with this Elon stuff. And I was like, what? So I pull up my Twitter app and it's like gone. Like when you pull up your mentions and stuff like that, it's just like literally like a blank screen, totally gone. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So it turns out we got under a certain little billionaire skin. I don't know if Elon Musk is sabotaging Congresswoman AOC or not, but if he is, welcome to the life of most conservatives on Twitter for the last five years. It's amazing how everyone's ears are plugged until it's happening to them. All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. AOC is now seething, saying that she can never support Elon Musk and that she's mad about this $8 monthly subscription plan for people who want to keep their blue check marks. But last time I checked, she literally drives a Tesla. And don't forget, America's favorite congresswoman turned away Amazon, bringing in 25,000 jobs to her district because she doesn't understand the basic concept of tax breaks and incentives. So she should probably quit while she's ahead when it comes to doling out financial advice to one of the smartest billionaires in the world. Anyways, the sexual tension is palpable and I can't wait till Elon and Alexandria start dating and give us the best political and pop culture plot twist of the 21st century. Love is in the air. Sorry to the Gilmore Girl fans, but Lauren Graham is an absolute moronic wench. You have a problem. Yes, I do. Lauren is 55 years old and has been dating her parenthood co-star Peter Krause for the last 11 years, but they just broke up. And wait till you hear why. I, I can't listen to this. 
Lauren Graham said that even though she and Peter Krause started dating in their 40s, they didn't think to ask each other any type of questions that people in their 40s, let alone in any long-term relationship, should be asking. She told people, we had such a good time together that I didn't maybe ask some fundamental questions about what are your values and what do you envision and those more grown-up things. And then they just caught up with us. Are you a moron? What? Fans believe after the pandemic, when people either got stupider or grew a brain, Peter Krause did the latter and liberal Lauren decided she couldn't stay with him. <gasps> okay. I, I knew I like. smelt a conservative. <laughs> what is going on with grown adults dating someone for years and then claiming they had no idea what their values are? You are stupid. You, you are straight up stupid. I have no words besides the last six paragraphs. No words. You are appalled and shocked. It looks like lemon skillet roasted chicken isn't enough to keep Jeffrey at bay. Barefoot Contessa chef Ina Garten shared that her husband Jeffrey, who fans see all the time on TV, has a bad habit of accidentally sending sexual texts to people thinking that they were his wife. Today's the first day of fall, which means my husband Jeffrey is returning from his summer in Provincetown. <laughs> so I'm gonna make him something that tastes really great. Stew. Fabulous is that. Ina said, my dear friend, who's also my publicist, Jeffrey sent a text to her and he meant it for me. And he said, you're gonna be delicious tonight. I, yeah. Ma'am, I think your husband is trying to get his hands on someone else's cauliflower toast and you're trying to get ahead of the story by coming out and sharing this painfully weird scenario. Also, who says you're gonna be delicious tonight? It's giving sitcom, it's giving ratatouille, it's giving weird Hamptons man locked in a wine closet and only allowed to get out to grill. <sighs> <laughs> I guess the denim button down wasn't feeding Jeffrey's appetite anymore. He wanted a second helping of dessert. He likes more than one cook in the kitchen. I can keep this going all day. Anyway, poor Ina. Just focus on being everyone's favorite coastal grandmother. I will come over for egg salad tartines, s'il vous plaît. It's two cups of vodka. Good vodka. Every Monday, Alex normally answers questions submitted by you through the link in our Instagram bio, but today I'm answering the questions. It's time for pop quiz. Rachel said, how do you deal with a friend that doesn't know their drinking limits and gets aggressively drunk? Well, to be honest, Rachel, I'm 22, so I am that friend. Shannon says, what's the best and worst part about working with Alex Clark? The best part about working with Alex is the way she always props me up and supports me. It's something I'll never take for granted. And all of you guys love watching Poppletics, right? So when our team is basically in the office, we're getting Poppletics 24-7. So anytime news drops, we get Alex's hot take in real time. The worst part about working with Alex is her crippling anxiety. And that needs no explanation. Please, you give me too little credit. Morgan wants to know, is it fair for a guy to ask your body count? So I don't mind being asked. I'm not necessarily ashamed of it because I have pride in knowing that I'm a good girl, but I'd rather not know his because if I do, I'll self-sabotage. I've asked in the past and I started getting really jealous of the women before me. I don't care if you are a whore or not a whore. I never called you one. Let's be very clear. Someone with the at lead with Love Club wants to know if I should get bangs. No. Don't do it. You'll regret it, man. Trust me.
Kristen is asking, what is the reason behind posting the politics episodes only on YouTube and podcasts and not Instagram anymore? Because even though we did ask you guys on a story poll if you prefer episodes on Instagram or YouTube, we were also fielding multiple messages and comments daily complaining about the videos not loading and then the, the episode having problems, etc. When we looked into it, it seemed like YouTube audiences prefer longer content and more graphics and Instagram audiences prefer one minute reels. The picture quality is better on YouTube and you can watch on your phone, computer, or TV. There's also the picture-in-picture -picture option, so you can watch the episode while you're on other apps or sending texts. There were way more pros than cons on being on YouTube, so we're gonna be posting the episodes on there for now to watch so we can grow the audience a little bit. If you give it a chance, we're 99% sure you'll like it better. Also, P.S. As producer of Poppletics, I have to listen to Alex's meltdowns and anxiety attacks daily when you all share your resistance and lack of support for the changes. I'm calling some of you out. Some of your messages have been so mean. So for my well-being, please help me out and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Don't be Rude. Natalie asked, is the Poppletics team all girls? So we have four people on the pop team besides Alex, and one of them is a guy. His name is Charlie. He's the person who edits together the Poppletics episodes every day, and he adds all the fun effects like this. Wow. He's a photographer, videographer, and he's an amazing husband to an awesome chick named Carla, who's an honorary Poppletics team member. He's also a father to a one and a half year old baby named Grayson who likes Mickey Mouse. He's a cinnamony for sure. I'm the cool dad, that's, that's my thing. Chloe has a great question that I'll end with. She wants to know if Alex has any views that I disagree with. So keep in mind, Alex wrote this script, so she doesn't know what I'm about to say. Taylor Swift is not the greatest songwriter of our time. Just, she's just not. Could you say something like that? If you're a worm. <laughs> if you're a worm and you know it, make sure you vote this week. Midterms, midterms, midterms. Alex is back tomorrow, so don't stab me. <laughs> the America Fest lineup was just dropped. Ray Lynn, Riley Green, and Chase Rice will be in Phoenix December 17th through the 20th, along with our faves, Tucker Carlson and Ali Stuckey, and more. Get tickets at amfest.com with code POPLTICS for a discount. Alex is gonna be speaking at LSU this Friday. Tickets are free, but you must reserve your spot at the link in our Instagram bio. It will be her first time in Louisiana, and she is absolutely devastated that it's not crawfish season. So definitely go see her speak to give your condolences. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, thumbs up this video, and turn on the notifications so you won't miss an episode for those of you who are concerned about that. And follow Poppletics on Instagram for a lot more content. Alex will see you right here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm producer Valentina and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.